Hefner, glad you're along for this seventh day of March 2023. Gang's all here. JR, Simmer, and Hammer, and you're waking up to, uh, it's going to be a fairly chilly day, actually, today. Wind chill. Wind is going to, there's already a bit of wind, but it's going to kick up as the day goes on. So if you're going to be outside for any period of time, you got to walk, bundle up, as they say. Uh, flurries, windy, cold today, high minus four. Uh, wind chill uh, around minus 16 this morning. Uh, tomorrow, kind of the same, maybe a little bit better. Cloudy, zero, some wind chill again in the morning. That's for tomorrow. Uh, Thursday, we'll get up to plus three, uh, plus two on Friday, which for a lot of people, including our fine feathered friend Hammer, the uh, getting out of Dodge day, heading to somewhere warmer for Ontario March break, which, of course, is next week. The Quebec kids are on uh, break this week. Uh, right now, as you wake up this morning, we are sitting at uh, minus six, Wind chill minus 14, as we say. Good morning. Hello. Happy Tuesday to Sean Simpson. I do this morning, Simmer. Uh, excellent, Jer. And for the, I'll say, 50 seconds that I'm outside, 10 seconds at home, another 40 seconds coming from the parking garage. Yeah, a little chillier than I expected. And also love that entry, thinking about cereal growing up. We were the house that nobody wanted to stay at. We had the worst cereal game going. Uh, can only imagine having all these fun things. We just had boring old, I think it was Shreddies was the one. And the big thing there was putting on your, your sh- whole wheat Shreddies. Yeah, well, a little sugar. Or no, no, no. What was this little square one? So Shreddies. Um... Yeah, Shreddies were the yeah. squares. Okay, okay, okay. Anyways, but that, that was about it. You know, we had some, I don't even think we had frosted flakes. We just had the old flakes. So nobody really liked it. Like I said, we just didn't have a real strong cereal game growing up. Mm. That was my house too. Yeah. We, we had nothing. We had uh, puffs that came in a gigantic... Uh, oh, like those bag oh, that yeah. had no sugar on it. It was it's just like it was picked from the field, tossed in a bag, oh. and then put on your breakfast table. I totally forgot. Totally forgot about those. Oh. Wow, we had those for sure too. Oh now it had the odd uh, hot cereal, the cream of I think it was yeah. cream of wheat. Cream I didn't I, I didn't mind cream of wheat. Oof. You didn't like it, Jer? Brutal. Oh, okay, okay. Any sort of cream of wheat or porridge? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was maybe it was. And my mother was a very good cook. Yeah. She made uh, she made do with uh, yeah, she she yeah, was able to yeah. concoct a, a lot of good stuff out of not much, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, that was a non-starter for well, me. Well, the only thing that made it though, and I and was still to this day. By the well, way. Uh, the only thing that made it back in the day though was the brown sugar. That that was the big thing, yeah. right? I, I did uh, mix a lot of that into a lot of different cereals, not to mention white sugar, brown sugar, whatever sugar was around. Um, certainly helped on putting some of the different things down back in the day. From about, I think it was, well, when it got a little chilly out, I'm going to go with November 1st to maybe April. That was our breakfast morning. Our school day breakfast morning was oatmeal. And we're not talking cream of wheat. We're talking thick <laughs> in the pot. You know, you had to smack <laughs> the spoon in the bowl to get it off and... And you could only have, you had a limited supply of the brown sugar yeah, to lot, give it some taste. A lot of starch in that bad oh, boy. So <laughs> was there, you could, I bet you could build a home. You could use that as a sealer to build your home. <laughs> was there anything that you guys ate as a kid uh, that you, that you sorry, that you hated as a kid that you can actually eat now? Oh, absolutely. When it comes to vegetables. Uh, I mean, Brussels sprouts, I, I, I turnips, um, well, there were a lot of different vegetables. The smell of them, I almost would gag. And now, uh, yeah. So I'd say, I'd say in the vegetable game, Jerry. What about you? Uh, well, Brussels sprouts for sh- uh, were. Oh, that's because your Brussels sprouts are covered in bacon now. Uh, well, yeah, pine yeah, but nuts, still pine the fl- nuts and yeah. bacon. But still but the flavor. I've yeah. concocted. Uh, not I have. There's a recipe now which I still have to share with you. Oh no, yeah, yeah. Uh, which yet. is a good one. Turnips? No, they're a non-starter in our family. 
Cauliflower uh, was tough as well. Collar, cauliflower, and my wife has come up with something that. Uh, oh no, no, I love it. Yeah. I love it now. I'm just saying yeah. though, a little bit of cheese on there, whatever. But, but, it's, but it's amazing though that stuff as a kid for a lot of people, whatever it was, whether it's yeah. vegetables or anything else, there was stuff that your parents would make you eat. Oh yeah. Uh, whether there wasn't a lot to put on the table or whatever, <laughs> that to this day as an adult you go, oh my god, that's hot. Yeah, but I'm just uh, yeah, that. but the smell was a part, and then I I think back to. The whole mystery, or you know, obviously you had rock songs. You had all these cartoons about you got to eat your vegetables if you want to have your dessert. <laughs> I think they psychologically turned us off that something very suspicious is going on here. That we're being forced to eat this when we need to eat it to get our dessert. So yeah, but uh, you're right. It just uh, the texture of different things. You weren't uh, weren't up to trying a whole lot. We had a pretty simple meal plan. I hated peppers. Green peppers, red peppers, yellow peppers, any kind of peppers. Really? Now I absolutely love them. I don't and remember I, having them as a kid. Yeah, I don't know what the turn was, but on pizza, anything like that, I, I did not want it. Keep it away. And now I mean, I'll just slice that bad boy up raw. I don't even need a yeah. dip for it. Somebody just, just texted in and said liver. No. Never had it. No, we didn't go. Never much, went there. Yeah, we didn't a, go much we, liver. Yeah, it, it ruined the smell of your house. I don't know that cooking it was really a good idea. <laughs> no, but I remember having. Yeah, I remember we'd have liver once okay, in a while. Okay, pretty, okay, pretty brutal. Yeah, that's that's a yeah, good one right yeah. there. Yeah, the old liver and onions. Someone uh, texted and just said, "It's a morning with a comedian intro." That's how we know we got our butts kicked last night in the hockey game. <laughs> yeah. And for a lot of people, waking up, it, it, I, I got through two periods, and it's like, listen. That was a complete waste of time, and it had to kick off at 9 p.m. Like, that makes people even a little more testy on how that all went down. Did we ever get an explanation as to why it was an 8 o'clock local start in Chicago? Never heard. That makes zero sense. Didn't hear. You'll be proud. I got got through a period. I did a period. And then that was like, it's I, I know that after I finish the sports update and while the comedian is doing his comedian thing and I log into the text machine, that if there's already text there from people complaining about the game, that it was a bad game. And there were like five. Like the, be, be, after the show had started. Like I only see the text from our show. I don't, like if you text us at 558, I don't see it. Oh, I only see okay. the ones that are actually six. That are, that are yeah, start at yeah. six. So there's a word to the wise if you'd like your text read. Please send it at 6 a.m. or after. Anyway, whenever there's a few on there, as I log in, I know, oh, that probably. And it's usually only when it's bad. Like, don't tend to get a lot. It's like anything in life. When things are bad, you hear about it. When things are good, people don't say anything. Yeah, and I just. And it was bad last night. Really points in the bank. I was looking way past it, um, just like the Sens, I guess, were. And after a very emotional weekend Saturday, and it was really interesting as well, Jerry, watching the first period. I I kept clicking. I'm like, are you sure the shots are 12 to 3 for Ottawa? I didn't really feel that, and from a pace standpoint, I actually thought Chicago was a better hockey team. So maybe that's because you know. the ice uh, was yellow. At least it was on my TV screen. Well, is my, that you guys too? At the end? No, no. But my 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 TV was hot. If that's the right term. Well, yeah, it was for it was for everybody. And oh, what okay. what happened was like the so faces I, faces of the coaches were actually almost comical. Well, the Blackhawks <laughs> logo, which okay. is, yeah. and I yeah. understand that uh, you know for some people it's. I won't get into the symbolism of the, but it's a it's. In terms of the colors, yeah. beautiful, right? It's, yeah, it's, it's got all, all the colors. Beautiful yeah. logo. Yeah. Yeah. It was some, oh, it was just, it was it was weird looking. And as a camera panned as the puck went by, I go, well, that's kind of weird. And then at the end, so what happened was, and I actually put it out on uh, social and media. You got an answer? And, no, I, I said, is anybody else, uh, is, there, is it my okay. TV or is everybody else off? And it was yeah. like within a minute, I had like 79 tweets. Ah, mine too, mine too. Anyway, yeah. it was fixed, whatever it was. Uh, was fixed in the first TV timeout because yeah. it came and back after that. Was, was all good. 
Well, I got my can... loose with my Robertson, like I did last week when we had the issue as well, right? When the uh, when we went off the air for a while with the, uh, uh, I got uh, on the stream. I got the powers that be on on the line right to the CEO, a bell, and uh, boom, that was fixed. Nice. Which quickly. one's the Robertson? Uh, that's the uh, that's the star. No. It's the pointy one. Yeah, I, 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 no, yeah, exactly. Nice try. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't even have a clue on that. When you why actually... do they have names? It's like the star, it's the slot, and it's the cross. <laughs> give me the the, the 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 skinny one and the one with the yeah. star, and give give me square. Well, I need square head. I put Robertson out on social media saying that's how I fix it with my Robertson because I have no idea. I know it was invented by a Canadian whose last name was Robertson. Did you know that? Lloyd. No, did I you didn't. know he was Canadian. I did Lloyd not. Robertson. Okay, there you go. That's Lloyd. That's right. He did the news and he invented screwdriver. Yeah. Types of screwdrivers. <laughs> anyway, uh, that got that. Maybe that was a harbinger. Of what was to come? Right. Everything was sort of fuzzy and off, and the Sens were kind of off last night. As they got humbled by the Hawks five to nothing, and so the five-game road trip did not kick off like most people had expected. Uh, on to Seattle for Game 2 coming up on uh, Thursday. We'll come back. We'll chat about it. Welcome your reaction uh, as well. You can text us at 12-1200. Tweet at us at TSN-1200. Phone line's open at 750-1200. Mike Johnson joins us later. Our TSN Hockey Insider with his thoughts. Uh, we're back with uh, more on this Tuesday morning. You're listening to Sports Radio, TSN-1200. Back 625 on this Tuesday morning. J.R. Simmer and Hammer with you. Got uh, lots of prizes on the uh, way for you uh, today, including uh, at least, uh, well, not least, uh, two code words in our TSN 1200 Great Sands jersey giveaway. All this week, we're giving away Thomas Shabbat jerseys. And, okay, I'm going to stop everybody right now with the, it's very fitting, we're giving away Thomas Shabbat jerseys on night after that. Uh, he had uh, his fair show. It's a tough night for number 72. It's a tough night for a lot of Ottawa Senators uh, last night. Anyway, two code words to come. Uh, for our great jersey giveaway contest. So, more on that coming up. Mike Johnson as well. Uh, but uh, let's get to the game. A uh, kickoff to a five-game road trip uh, as the uh, Sens were in Chicago. I think it's fair to say, given the fact that they had won five games in a row, that everybody had this one marked down as a victory. We all got a little bit ahead of ourselves, it would seem. First period, Sens dominated on score clock. Hawks got a goal. You're thinking, okay, well... I'll turn things around, right? Second period, Seth Jones scores early, 2-0. You're kind of going, hmm, not going quite as planned. And then, about three minutes later, here's Batherson. Throws it cross ice, Pinto at the line, cuts at the line, loses the puck, and back come the Hawks again into the zone. Athanasiu drops it off. Wide side pass, scores! Top shelf shot. Jones, Seth Jones, makes it 3 Nothing, Chicago. This is just a total disregard for team defense. There you go. There's Dean Brown, Gord Wilson with the call uh, here on TSN 1200 of Seth Jones' second goal of the night. Uh, the Hawks would go on to add two more. Uh, the Sens did not hit the score sheet. Five nothing is the final. Sens fall to the, at least points wise, second worst team in the National Hockey League. Simmer, how do you explain what went on last night? Yeah, hey, uh, just flat, careless, and again, it's funny how your mentality is, but uh, I would probably at this point tell Drake Batherson, if you're going to make these black one more backhand blind pass this season, <laughs> I'm going to start sitting you, uh, and so things become magnified. But lots of swinging, not a whole lot of intention to detail, and uh, yeah, just not a very good game by the Ottawa Senators, and felt like, well, never felt like, again, it was just, it was watching the first period, and 
all kinds of swinging and all over the place. And even as the second period started, I just felt like, you know what, this ain't happening. There's sometimes where you see a bit of a reset and that was just the case for the entire night. It was, it was an off night. And, uh, I guess along the way of winning all these hockey games and all the fun and all the emotion, um, sadly ended up having a little bit of a letdown last night and the Chicago Blackhawks, I will say a little surprising in watching them. They, uh, they carried a fair amount of tempo and pretty good transition game for a lot of anonymous players. Sens got into a track meet with a team they have no business getting into. There's no reason to do that. No, you're, no. The, you're the better hockey team. You're by far the better hockey team. You yeah, don't need to be yeah. trading chances up and down the ice. And, no, and sure. it became very apparent early in the second period. And it was like you, there was one, and then there was a second one. You're kind of going, what's going on here? Like, you know, you know like DJ, he's going to recognize. They're going to clean this up here. The player's going to recognize this. We got to clean it. And then there's another one. And there were, like, it was crazy mm-hmm. how many odd man rushes there were. And this, the Hawks were just skating up and down the ice. And it was like constant, consistent two on ones and yeah, three yeah. on twos. Uh, and, you know, Mad Sogard did not have a great night. Um, you know, he didn't anticipate playing, but, you know, no excuse. You're a pro. You should go in there and. Uh, but he gave up what two in the first four and three on the first seven. So they, uh, they were, I mean, I'm not saying that uh, they were stoppable shots. First one, maybe a little bit, but you need your goalie to make the saves. Maybe you don't expect him to make yeah. one so well. Anyway, I, I'm not going to uh, you know lay it all on him. That nope. was it was a total team uh, letdown last night, uh, and uh, at the end it was uh, an embarrassing result, actually, mm-hmm. quite frankly. Uh, and maybe as opposed to you sort of fight back and you lose, I don't know, four to two. Uh, or something like that, that maybe you skate off and you, and you don't maybe learn your lesson. When you look at the score sheet uh, after the game and then you get up the next and you, you know, I think they're flying today to Seattle and you get up today and you go, we got beat 5 nothing yeah. by what a lot of people consider to be the worst team and and not just this year but in many seasons in hockey five to nothing yeah. how did we do yeah. that yeah it is and I think we addressed that earlier well last week Jared is talking about hey uh, there's times now they have played really good hockey so it's not like you needed the reset but hey uh, when you're running the tables and we talked also about teams you know better teams losing to the the likes of Columbus and Chicago I didn't expect this from an auto perspective but you just understand an 82-game schedule that, hey, it has been fast and furious. It was quite a week of the five games where you're just dominating and blowing teams out. And, hey, last night was a bad one. Um, but I don't think it's the worst thing in the world to have that extra day, get out to the left coast, a little time zone change, and, hey, all of a sudden there, just a chance to regroup and realize, hey, uh, now let's get back to work here for the final four games of this road trip. Here is a DJ Smith on last night's loss. Right from the get-go. Um, just attention to detail. Um, odd man rushes that we gave up. It was just, it was everything that we hadn't done in the previous five games, we did tonight. And, um, you know, it's, it's tough to explain um, how well we've played to come out and do this. Um, but you got to turn the page quickly. Sometimes people like me will say uh, the team is guilty of looking past its opponent. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of, it's one of those sort of ready-made excuses that you have. When you know a team that's uh, in Ottawa's case playing good hockey, yeah. had some success playing a you know a team that's not very good and has not been having any success. Hawks had lost four in a row going into that game, but you throw it out there. But I'm not sure you like last night for me at least was readily apparent that I think the Ottawa Senators were completely looking past the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah. It was yeah. uh, uh, somebody who described it as this, and it was either either on text or on social media. It was an immature performance by the yeah. team last night. And I thought, you know what, that's that's a pretty good, a pretty apt description. Yeah, yeah, you can say that for sure. Or as I said, or just in the long run of season and a Monday night and traveling to Chicago, whether it's looking past or just, yeah, one of those off nights. And 
again, you know, there are certain spots of Ottawa's game and there are certain players that do tend to have some bad habits. And then, yeah, it's just magnified when the entire team and not a whole lot of stops and starts and everything else. And yeah, you would don't like the idea of how well you're playing and the couple of losses you have recently have been to Carolina and Boston, but two to Chicago, a little tough to explain. Uh, and I'm sure for Luke Richardson and, and Zaitsev, that was payback. I can't even imagine how many rubles he had on the board last night, but uh, mm. I'm sure he was pretty fired up. But for Luke Richardson, hey, you you take a lot of pride, and you, you know you take a lot of pride in every game, but opportunity to beat Otto and beat the hometown team must have felt good for him. Uh, the captain uh, certainly had a burr under his saddle, was not very happy with his own performance, uh, nor with his team. Brady Kachuk ended up uh, taking a minor, then he got into a fight later on, and then toward the end of the game he took a misconduct uh, as well. So he hit the showers early. Uh, here's Brady Kachuk on his team being flat. Just I guess we took him lightly. Um, I guess we forgot that's where we we were at not too long ago. And um, yeah, I mean nobody was good tonight. Including myself, I wasn't there. I wasn't ready. And um, can't happen at this point in the season when we're trying to make this push here. There you go. There's uh, Brady Kachuk. So again, not really a whole heck of a lot to to say. Uh, and we can get into it from an individual point of view and uh, it started coming early and often uh, the uh, sights were set on uh, Thomas Shabbat uh, and you know what right you know rightfully now nah, he was a, he was uh, one among many mm-hmm. who was not very good last night uh, but his his a uh, couple of his errors were especially egregious and uh, one, and and if you do that early enough in the game and then the and then yeah. the game starts going south then that's all everybody, that's what everybody focuses on, yeah. right? It's like Shabbat's having a tough night. Oh, there's another mistake. Oh, yeah. there's, and it just kind of compounds itself. Yeah, he's got a bit of the uh, three-point shooter mentality. Uh, if it's not going well, keep going and keep going. And again, that's also when you play a lot of minutes. But again, when you look at some of the basic things, and it's magnified, as you said, JR, in a loss, but in watching him, and I guess it's also in contrast to how when you watch, you know, the majority of the defenders now, how properly they play in their own zone. I mean, his habits of one hand on the stick all the time and not really defending properly. And then as far as turnovers and other things, if you're handling the puck and you're, you know, mobile with the puck, those things are going to happen. Happen to Bobby Orr. Yep. But to me, it's more magnified just that the habits that he uses as a defender. You've got a group now that when you watch them and you watch from a teaching standpoint, Chikrin, even Hamannick when he is down low, certainly Sanderson, you know, to me, it is really magnified where a lot of times Thomas Shabbat plays like Paul Coffey used to do back in the day uh, in his own zone, which is pretty leisurely and, and certainly magnified in a game like last night. It was not the homecoming that Alex DeBrink had, had hoped for. They gave him a very nice uh, video tribute during the, uh, during the TV timeout. And it was readily apparent to me that he wanted to score a goal last night. Like he was firing the biscuit every, po- you know, you know, he's been, I think, guilty almost to... Uh, of passing off too much mm-hmm. this year as a you know a noted goal scorer and shooter, uh, but he's had some you know he's had success in that way. He's like he's turned out to be I think a better playmaker than all of us had thought. Last night uh, I thought that he really wanted to score a goal in his return to Chicago. He ended up with seven shots on goal. I think most of them came in the first two periods uh, last night, uh, but he didn't get a didn't get a goal and he ends up on a dash three on the night as well. So not a great night for Alex to bring at either in his. Return to the Windy City. Yeah, and and from the start of the year, I guess the part that when I watch him is that it just isn't the same. The threat is not the same. I mean, again, going back to really the first part of the season to the preseason, I'd shoot the puck. I'm like, oh my God, that thing is there. That's a laser. Um, yeah, it doesn't feel like the same velocity on it. Doesn't uh, to me appear to be nearly as dangerous 
as he was earlier in the year. And from a pace standpoint, that's the part I keep going back to. Uh, hey, he and Batherston down the stretch, they, they just have to be better. You, you need more out of both of those guys if you want to sustain this. Sure, the bottom six stuff is a nice story, and the Stutzel line has been outstanding, but you need both of those guys going hard in the final 19. Uh, mentioned that Mad Sogard was the somewhat surprise starter for the Ascends. Uh, Cam Talbot was a late scratch after tweaking something uh, in the game day skate, and so the scramble was on not only with Sogard uh, being the starter, uh, but the, to uh, get a backup uh, in place, uh, Kevin Mandelize, who was in Belleville yesterday morning practicing with the B-Sens, got the call at some point, uh, well, it was after the practice ended at 1130, uh, to uh, get to uh, Chicago as quick as you can. There's not a direct flight to my now. Uh, is it Belleville? Where is Belleville International? Uh, Hammer, you being from Bell well, Vegas, see, of course. Belleville International, a relative. We don't have an uh, international airport in okay. Belleville, but we you do have a fantastic air base. Is there in a landing? That's true. Is there a landing strip uh, somewhere close? That uh... there is over actually in the county. There, okay, there's a landing strip there. All right, so uh, maybe uh, could could old Mendo and the equipment on uh, some sort of light plane get it over to Pearson. Uh, or to uh, to the Island Airport in Toronto and then on to Chicago. Uh, and I'm not exactly sure when he got the, uh, we'll assume, let's say, right around noon, something like that. Uh, to uh, he, he walked onto the bench. It was during the first period, right? They showed they him showed arriving. Him coming in, yeah. Yeah, and uh, he was on the bench uh, yeah. in time for the second period. But uh, it created a rather delicious storyline for about an hour or so. Yeah. The backup, the emergency backup goalie. You sent out the curse yesterday morning. I, I did. You, I talked you, about you Scott brought, Foster. You brought up the accountant, and yeah. then all of a sudden, and then Pooley gave the whole backstory of he is actually Canadian that played at Western Michigan, right? Yep. Uh, and everything else. So, yeah, that, that was quite it. Now, they, they've had, they, forever they've had the direct flight Ottawa to Chicago, right, Jer? Uh, they're, they're, well, yeah, I don't know if it still exists. Oh, okay. It, because that was one of the there few, was for sure. At yeah, one that point, was one yeah. of the few destinations, kind of not not strangely, but United. Well, it's a hub Air airport, Canada. right? Yeah, Emmer would know that because yeah. that's the furthest west he was for the yeah. first forty years of your existence. Yeah, that Chicago. was awesome. Yeah. yeah, what a first. Yeah, <laughs> we thought we so, were late for our connecting flight. <laughs> so that's right, because so, the hour time change. We were so silly. Yeah. Yes, you were. Uh, anyway, uh, all that to say, um, yeah, Scott Foster, of course, who. Uh, very famously, uh, came in uh, as uh, he was. He he was the first one to play. What was the story with him? Why was it? Uh, why was he different than some of the others? I know he came in and stopped all seven shots. And he was no. Back he was in he was the actual first e bug to play in a game. Okay, like the other people had come in and got my history was I dressed it for two games, uh, both being playoffs. Yeah, but you but, were an actual, you know, yeah, that's true. But but, but the actual e bug, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then what I guess is good for him and probably put David Ayers out of work. You're probably better in to come in and, and star for the home team than beating the Leafs, right? Yes. I don't. The David Ayers story may have been a great one, but I don't think the Leafs ever want to see that fella again, right? No, the no. The fact that you come in for the opposition, so I, I think old Fosty there is probably pretty happy that hey, I, I don't want to go help the Ottawa Senators. I'm a Hawks guy. Yeah. I'm a Hawks alumni. There you right? <laughs> That's right. And it was a stat mentioned in the broadcast last night. He is one of eighteen. Yeah, that, that's pretty good by Gord Miller in <laughs> NHL history. That if he doesn't play again and. You know, he is the emergency backup goalie. If he never yeah, plays yeah. again, he will retire with a 1,000 yeah. save percentage. Yeah, that's that is, that's a pretty good stat that Gord threw out there for sure. Yeah. Uh, anyway, 5 nothing is the final. Uh, so uh, the uh, Sens fall in Chicago. We'll get to a bunch of your reaction, a bunch of it uh, pouring in this morning. Uh, I guess you guys can help me with the math on, uh, on our, sure? from our web poll question. From, it was uh, my understanding that there would be no math. How many points do the Sens need to get on this five-game road trip? I went with uh, of a possible 10. You guys both went with 7. You went 8. I went 8. 
Now, so last night was zero, <laughs> so there are eight possible ones left, which means they've got to go four for four on the rest of the road trip for them to meet uh, what my very high standards are. Oh, uh, they'll crew. Connor McDavid, he's cooling down there. <laughs> they'll be they'll, playing guilty for the next four games. Come oh, on. They'll cruise right through Edmonton. Those are just, hey, you put those points in the bank right now. Easy. Hey? <laughs> well, Seattle is playing uh, great hockey. I mean, they have yeah. been very consistent the entire year. That's the next stop on yeah. Thursday. Yeah. Uh, then it's out to uh, Vancouver, which is, uh, I think we can all agree, they're not going to make the playoffs, but they're playing better hockey yeah, under Rick Tockett. Sure. Yeah. Everybody yeah. is yeah. saying that uh, that is a more cohesive unit under Rick Tockett. Uh, that's Saturday's game. And then Sunday's game against Calgary, well, the Flames, they, they did get a dramatic win last night, but they haven't been playing well, but that's the second of a back-to-back. So you can kind of see why there are uh, sort of landmines in each of the, <laughs> yeah. somewhat landmines in yeah. each of the four stops. From well, yeah, you, you know, honestly, you look at it realistically, the Seattle game, you have to win, and at the same time, Seattle, um, that's a nice test because they play properly, and that was very impressive seeing them earlier in the season, so... Uh, you got to right the ship, and then, yeah, I, I think it's dicey right from there. Vancouver, any back-to-back, you know, Calgary's not going to give up. And, of course, uh, the Connor McDavid show uh, will finish it off come Tuesday, and we'll uh, certainly get a pretty good idea of looking at this defense against some of these better opponents or at least better uh, offensive players. Uh, American Airlines, the text comes in, apparently still flies direct okay, to Chicago. M-Dog says he uh, took the uh, direct flight from Ottawa to Chicago okay. to see Niners play the Packers, beat the Packers. Little shot up north there from there. Eh? You got to drive from there. Two right? hours up to Milwaukee, and then what? What is it? Another well, or an hour to Milwaukee. Oh, about an hour, forty-five minutes. If you're out to the airport, and as long as you avoid the traffic, um, I think there's some NBA players, Milwaukee players, that actually live in Chicago or right. not far out. So yeah, about there. And then I, I don't even know. I've never. I've been to uh, Madison. Um, I don't know if I don't think I've ever been to Green Bay or driven through it. So I think yeah, Green. Yeah. Uh, 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 correct me if I'm wrong. Simmer or Hammer, you looking yeah. at this? Milwaukee I, yeah, to Green Bay it. is it two hours? Uh, Milwaukee. Okay. Well, I had O'Hare. I've got Chicago to oh. Lambeau Field. Yeah. It's three hours. It's a three-hour okay. drive. Yeah, so it's about okay. two. Yeah, okay. it's an hour to Milwaukee and then okay. two hours from Milwaukee to Green Bay. There you go. All right. Five nothing is the final. Your thoughts on the game? Uh, your thoughts on anything from an indiv- uh, individual point of view? Are you like totally sour on the team right now? Is it a one-off? Uh, share it. Share your thoughts throughout the morning in Texas at twelve twelve hundred. Tweet at us at TSN twelve hundred. Always keep the phone lines open. If you really want to vent at seven five zero. Uh, 1200. We'll take a break, come back. Uh, at least the Sens got some help on the out of town scoreboard uh, last night because the other teams that they're contending with, a couple of more in action, they both lost as well in regulation. So we'll go through uh, all of that. Connor McDavid sets a new career high in points. We'll discuss that as well when we return right here on Sports Radio, TSN 1200. Sens fall 5 0 in Chicago last night. Yeah, that's right, 5 0. Uh, they're on to uh, Seattle for a game against the Kraken coming up on uh, Thursday night, and that will kick off uh, three and four and four and six for the rest of the uh, five-game road trip. Continue to share your reaction. We'll get to uh, all of it uh, throughout the morning. Text us at twelve twelve hundred. Tweet at us at TSN twelve hundred. It was a down night if you're a Sens fan. At least the out-of-town scoreboard provided uh, a little bit of uh, positive news. The Buffalo Sabers, who are t- were tied with the Ottawa Senators in the standings. Both three points back in the wildcard chase. We're hosting Connor McDavid and the uh, Edmonton Oilers. A back-and-forth game. Let's take it early in the third game, tied at two. Up the left-wing side and out to Fogel. Now into the Sabre zone to McDavid. He'll look to the net. His shot scores! Connor McDavid goes five-hole, and the Oilers are up 
3-2. Beat Craig Anderson right there, and that would be your GWG game-winning goal for Connor McDavid, his 54th goal of the season and his 124th point on the season, which is a new career high for him. One more than he got uh, <laughs> last year. And uh, so 124 points in 56 games for Connor McDavid, or 65 games, uh, pro-rated over 82 games. He is on pace for 156 points. We haven't seen point production in that in an NHL regular season in uh, 30-odd years. Connor McDavid is just having a phenomenal year. And uh, for Sens fans, at least the Sabres lost last night. Yeah, and just real interesting to watch there. And I'll look up the stats later. Um, but what I think is interesting as well is that back in the day when you had all these mega point totals and goal scorers, it wasn't one individual, at least my recollection. Like when Lemieux was scoring, Yager was scoring, Eiserman was scoring. When you look at this and nobody's even two, well, it's the dry side of the second at not even 100 points He's yet. He's 28 points ahead of Yeah, dry like side. it's pretty, you know, just pretty amazing. You know, and that, that to me is the difference of, wow, okay, sure, it's trending towards the league and we're going to have, you know, a number of 50 goal scores, it looks like this year, but to be that far and above everybody else, and yeah, very, very special to watch what he brings on a nightly basis, and lucky enough to have watched him play live here in Ottawa, and I'll be excited to watch him play on Tuesday. He is an absolute treat to watch. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's crazy. He's just decided that this year he's going to score goals as well. It's kind of like with the way the year Wayne Gretzky all of a sudden said, you know, this year I'm going to shoot a bit more and yeah. score. Oh, I'm going to score 92 yeah. goals. Yeah. Uh, that's what uh, Connor McDavid is doing this year. Well, and I, I can't pretend that I sit there and watch every one of his highlights, JR. What to me is interesting, what I think about is, first of all, I think of Ovi just hammering the one-timer from the same spot. And when I think of Connor McDavid and I think of his goals, I feel like every one of them is off of the rush, and he's like beat three people, and he's made the goaltender look completely foolish. Do you know what I mean? I'm sure yeah. he has some one-timer goals, but you know, the, when I think of highlights, and I think of I, last week, was it against Columbus, where he walked through a couple of guys and some backwards at one point? Yeah, that one? It, well, yeah. there's a bunch, but it, you know, he gets in on the goaltender and his ability to change the angle of his shot and embarrass you, right? Like he, well, his, he hands, chip, are, his yeah. hands are so fast. Oh yeah, and 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 his feet, you know, and he, and he chips bucks in the spots where. Yeah, he just makes it look effortless. So very, very cool and, uh, yeah, exciting for the game itself. And I think deep down, well, I don't think, I, I'd love to see the Oilers do a little run in the playoffs. That'd be great to see. We're breaking it down for you this morning. You'll only hear it here on TSN 1200. Connor McDavid <laughs> is a good hockey player. That's right. Breaking it down. And deep down, wanted to be an Ottawa senator. Uh, I know he... Playing in Ottawa would be an absolute dream come true. You know, it's still, I mean, that dates back to an interview here on the station in uh, December of 2014. Connor, it's eight, that's eight and a half years ago. And I know you're a teenager and all teenagers, when you said that, your brain is broken. I get that. I got three teenagers myself. I was a teenager. My, my uh, you know, I said things that I didn't yeah. really mean, yeah. Yeah. but it's been eight and a half years. It's time for you. And you still got two years plus years left on your contract, I believe, out in Edmonton. Is it two or three? Maybe it's three uh, out in Edmonton. But once that's done, yeah. you still got a little gas in the tank. Okay, you can still make your dream come true. Oh, he will. He, but you know, he's your a, commitment. You know, he's a big Ryan Reynolds guy. I mean, that guy. He seems like the type that would sit around and watch Deadpool all day. <laughs> so for sure, you can lock it down. Him and Drysaddle coming to town. There you go. All right. So uh, Sabers lose in regulation three two to Edmonton. Uh, the other game of note in terms of the uh, teams in the chase pack uh, in the Eastern Conference, the Washington Capitals 
at a late-night game out in Los Angeles where a newbie got a goal. Arvidsson enters, sidesteps his way through. Arvidsson dekes his way around the net, sneaks it to Fiala. Arvidsson off his skate to his stick. Fiala right on, big rebound, they score! He's a Vladislav, right? Not a Vyacheslav. I think he's a Vladislav. And Gavrikov, <laughs> the uh, guy they got from Columbus, of course, uh, the noted defensive defenseman, uh, chips in with his first goal for the Kings, all part of a 4-2 win over the Capitals. So uh, Washington, which has really kind of made its uh, itself known at the trade deadline that they're cashing their chips in on this season. Uh, but regardless, they're tied with the Sens at this stage with 68 points. They lose as well 4-2 uh, in L.A. So uh, the uh, Eastern Conference wildcard race remains exactly the same this morning, only you can tick one game played off the list of Buffalo, Washington, and the Sens all remain three points back of Pittsburgh, which now has a game in hand on Ottawa, by the way, and uh, four points back of the Islanders. Buffalo and the Islanders will play head-to-head mm. tonight. Yeah. Very important game. Yeah, it really is. And from an L.A. Kings perspective, getting Gavrikov along with Corpusalo, um, very well-coached team, very organized. So, yeah, curious to see. Todd McClellan, to me, has done a really nice job there. And Fiala, who we talked about a lot about this point last year, uh, has gone in and obviously been a point-of-game player and has been a nice little addition for them. Uh, one other game of note around the NHL last night, uh, the Calgary Flames, who were uh, and have been running on fumes as far as their playoff race goes. I think they'd lost five in a row going into their game last night in Dallas. They blew two separate two-goal leads. Looked like they were going to lose again. Uh, let's take it to the late drama in Big D. Big hit by Weger, who clocks Haskinen, and I'll break the other way. Toffoli scores! Tyler Toffoli with four seven seconds remaining in regulation time scores on a breakaway and gives the flames a five to four lead actually readjusted the clock and uh <laughs> technically on your uh, summer you'll see that uh, that goal came with seven seconds left in regulation regardless uh tyler Tofoli scores how do you get a breakaway at the end like uh, at at the end of re- at the last what even the last five minutes let alone the last two minutes yeah all NHL teams, especially when both teams, Dallas and in this case Calgary, is still chasing. When you you, you, you want to get that, you got to get that point in the bag, man. We got that point in the bag. Let's exactly. get it to overtime. How do you allow a breakaway yeah. in the last 10 seconds of regulation? And you could tell Toffoli had in his mind, if you've uh, watched the highlight, that um, he knew the clock was, wind- that, uh, mm-hmm. the, the clock was winding down because he shot that on a breakaway from the top of the, like coming right down the middle of the ice from the top of the circles. Like, and I was watching the game, and I'm like, man, why are you shooting it so quick? And then I realized, okay, well, he's thinking the game's almost over. Anyways, a bullet right in the top corner, and uh, Calgary wins a uh, much-needed win for them beating Dallas. Yeah, and I really feel in the case of Calgary, when you have a coach that is that intimidating, uh, they're not going to go without a fight now. It has been inconsistent, and we'll see, and we'll get an opportunity to see them this weekend, but... Yeah, it's not been the year that they expected for the Calgary Flames. Uh, the uh, update, uh, injury-wise, injury news on Ryan O'Reilly of the Maple Leafs, by the way. It is a broken finger uh, that he suffered in the game Saturday when he was hit by the shot by Austin Matthews. Uh, and so he has now been placed on the long-term injured list, uh, which means he's out for at least 10 games and at least 24 days. Uh, and while the Maple Leafs did not ha- have an exact timeline on his return to the lineup, they said he uh, they expect him to be back. Uh, in time for the playoffs. So uh, he's on LTIR. And so Ryan O'Reilly ends up playing, what, two, three games with the uh, with the Leafs only 
already on the uh, injured list. But uh, I guess the uh, the good news is he is expected back for the playoffs. Yeah, been quite the roller coaster. Now he did have the home game. Was it a Saturday night here where he had the hat trick and everything was great? But the inconsistency of the rest of the team and really don't know what to make of. And I guess we'll just get to the playoffs. Uh, and I think it's always this way when you've won championships. Uh, we still give a lot of respect to the Tampa Bay Lightning, as you should. Still a lot of good players, but I really don't know what to make of this matchup, to be quite honest with you, where I'm fairly confident that the Devils will take down the Rangers. Just my own feeling, but I, I don't know what the heck we're going to see come Tampa Toronto in a sense of... High drama. Yeah, I guess, you know, it always is for sure, yeah. but you know, Tampa not playing well, but I know they have good players. And from Toronto, I, I guess with having made so many changes to is trying to identify... Or, or I guess build what their identity actually is. So we'll see what ends up happening. And hey, as long as Ryan O'Reilly's ready to go and maybe a little rest and ready to rock and roll for the playoffs, but uh, injuries have certainly plagued him the last couple of years. All right, uh, this is one of these. Let's quickly touch on uh, the NFL because this is a uh, one of the uh, big days on the calendar, the offseason calendar. Uh, today is the deadline uh, for teams to put the franchise tag on a pending free agent. They can only do this for one player per year. Uh, and in the case of uh, Dallas, they've done it with Tony Pollard. Uh, the Raiders have done it with Josh Jacobs. Jacksonville did it with Evan Ingram. So those are the latest three which came down uh, yesterday. Uh, the uh, biggest news, uh, though, remains outstanding, and I think it's 4 o'clock this afternoon is the actual deadline, uh, uh, is what is going to happen with Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. This has been a uh, a contract standoff impasse that's been going on since the regular season when Lamar was injured and then was unable to come back at the end of the season when maybe some people thought that maybe he could play, maybe he didn't play because he didn't have a contract beyond this year and wanted to be sure he had a con. Anyway, it's all very convoluted to the point of a lot of people thinking that Lamar Jackson's time in Baltimore may be over. Here's ESPN's Dan Orlovsky on that. From his perspective, since they've drafted him, Kyler Murray got $190 million guaranteed. Deshaun Watson, coming off of awful off-the-field allegations, got $230-plus million guaranteed from the Cleveland Browns. And Tua Tungavailoa got Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill. Josh Allen got Stephon Diggs. Lamar Jackson's going to get the non-exclusive franchise tag and they drafted Rashad Bateman? What? What are, like, what, how, how, how can Lamar sit there and be okay with that situation? There you go. There's Dan Orlovsky yeah. on the Lamar Jackson yeah. uh, situation that uh, there hasn't been a lot of help for him. Uh, and uh, he went through some of those, uh, some of those other quarterbacks that have gotten paid. The, the Deshaun Watson one is the problematic one for yeah. other teams yeah. uh, because his contract coming off is, you know, those, those <laughs> terrible Stories about him, which aren't stories, they're accurate, uh, uh, you know, accurate reflections of the carry. You got a fully guaranteed two hundred and thirty million dollar yeah. contract coming out of that, yeah. and so what other t- what other players and what other agents aren't looking at that and going, well, if he's getting that with with what he's what he's done off the field, why don't I deserve that too? Yeah, oh, a- absolutely, Jerry. And it is a dilemma. Now, on the other hand, you'd look at any quarterback, but a guy that uses his legs a lot, and you start to wonder, do you really want to go down that path with the guaranteed money? Well. They haven't put the weapons around him. They haven't supported him. And what is also very interesting in this dynamic, it's also incredibly personal. Uh, unless something's changed, he's representing himself. And, you know, I'm sure he has some other people around him. But, man, JR, when you when you go into those types of negotiations, depending what's happening, when you're doing it yourself and it becomes very personal and goes back to your family, 
it becomes really, really tough to get a deal done. At the end of the day, would you agree that if they don't get a deal and he's franchise tagged, I think he just ends up sitting out, don't you? Uh, it certainly has that feel. Now, like there's, that's what there's, I, yeah. two, there's two kinds of franchise tags as well. There's okay. the non-exclusive one that he talked about there, yeah. which would, uh, air quotes, only guarantee him $32 million. If you do the exclusive one, which essentially that allows other teams to negotiate with him as well. Yeah. It's kind of a crazy, but, but the, no, I think the exclusive tag, I think he'd be at 40, 45 million or some 42, do, do, do you million, think so. in that, in that circumstance, do you think if he, you know, I think he's, I, I, I agree with you. I, I, I believe that this is headed toward if they put the franchise tag on him today, um, that, uh, he's going to sit out for, yeah, or, for a time at least yeah. into training camp. Uh, they, or, they are, or they may, or they make a trade at the draft, right? Yeah, there's that's possibility as well. There's lots of rumors out there that potentially the Atlanta Falcons could trade for him. They've got the eighth pick in the draft, so the Ravens could uh, decide to. Um, I, I understand a little. Like he has been, he has been dinged up. And to your point of a running quarterback, that's always a concern, especially when it's and he's a he's a decent size. He's not Kyler Murray sized, but uh, he's a decent size. But he's also not Jalen Hurts sized as well. Yeah, like. Yeah. He's he's missed some games because he's taken some shots, and if that's a big part of your game, you know that's that's where teams become reluctant to give you all guaranteed money, knowing that the potential for you to miss games and or uh, have your career shortened uh, because of your playing style. Um, you know, I, I get it. I I get it from both sides. I really do. Oh, uh, that's yeah, what yeah. makes this particular case for me really fascinating. Yeah, to watch. and then you also kind of get into the breakdown of what he is as a quarterback, Jr. Sure, he doesn't have the weapons, but. I think we'd all agree in watching him throw. It's not like watching Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen. Like he's a, you know, he's a good thrower, but he's not great. But at the same time, his argument would be, well, yeah, you haven't put anybody around me, and you wonder why I'm running all the time. I got no weapons, uh, so they haven't supported him. And it certainly feels like in Baltimore, for the most part, media and public opinion sways towards the player. But uh, whether it's true or not, certainly the injury and the idea that he could have played, didn't play. Didn't travel to the playoff game as well, which, again, somebody said he had an illness or something. You know, there's all these little things that start to creep in as it becomes a bit of a PR battle between the player and the team. Anyway, a uh, story to keep your eye on uh, today is uh, the Ravens and whether they're going to put the franchise tag on Lamar Jackson uh, by, I believe it's this afternoon's, I know it's sometime today, but the, uh, the deadline. Uh, by the way, if you are franchise tag, does not exclude you and preclude you from negotiating a new long-term contract with uh, with the team. You can still continue to negotiate uh, right through until just before training camp, I believe it is. So it's not the be-all and end-all, but uh, it is still one of those lines in the sand. All right, we'll take a break. Top of the hour news and sports update is uh, on the way. All the latest on the Sens loss. Five, uh, five, that's right, five nothing. You didn't watch any of the game last night. You're just waking up. You went, what? They lost to Chicago? Five to nothing? What? We'll come back. We'll uh, get to a lot of your reaction. A lot of it pouring in this morning uh, on that as the Sens uh, fall in uh, the Windy City. And next up is Seattle, coming up on Thursday night. You're listening to Sports Radio TSN 1200.